0: Good morning, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining yet our last session of 2020. Woo, we made it. Um, During this time of social and physical distancing, SACPA believes it's important to keep engaging with the public on issues of the day. And in order to do so, we are very thankful for the continuing support we receive from the University of Lethbridge, Shaw Spotlight, and the Lethbridge Herald. SACPA believes in providing a safe place for everyone to participate in a meaningful conversation and will do its best to preserve and promote such a context on all its settings. As a result, SACPA will not tolerate any bullying or harassment on its channels. Comments designed to attack, bully, harass or harass individuals based on their race, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, country of origin or political affiliation will not be tolerated. Further comments contain, containing obscenity or deflamatory language will be deleted. Um, today we have with us Byron Bradley, who is talking to us about the Mustard Seed um, project and, um, Byron is the Managing Director of the Mustard Seed in Central Alberta and is currently overseeing operations for the Mustard Seed Bridge. Byron has worked for the Mustard Seed for more than 15 years. While attending university in Sydney, Australia, he became involved in programming for youth affected by poverty and has worked in, the f- in this field ever since. Byron is passionate about putting his 20 plus years of experience towards building hope and well-being for vulnerable and marginalized individuals in Lethbridge and helping those around him better understand the issues of poverty and homelessness. Byron, thank you so much for joining us today on SACPA, and we look very much forward to your talk.
1: Thank you very much, Annalise. It's a pleasure to be here with you and to be with everybody online today. Uh, it's unfortunate that we can't meet in person um, and uh, see many of your faces today, but I look forward to sharing the presentation with you uh, about the the work of the Mustard Seed and the hope that we're hoping to to do here in Lethbridge. So thanks so much for, for joining today online. So we can start the presentation now. So the Mustard Seed is a Christian nonprofit organization that has been caring for women, men, and children experiencing poverty and homelessness since 1984. We deliver basic services, support services, including employment, advocacy, counseling, health and wellness programs, and affordable housing to those people uh, that need those supports. And we do that by partnering with the community to address the root causes of poverty. Lethbridge would be the sixth city that the mustard seed will be located in, in Western Canada. And uh, 36 years ago, um, we started in the basement of a church. And in every community where we run programs and services, we hope to really understand what those root causes of poverty are. These are people's sons and daughters, mums and dads, brothers and sisters. And so we take it very seriously to care for them to provide a safe place of refuge for them to give them every opportunity in their lives to help them move forward so that they can become a sustainable member of the community that is what we're wanting to do in the city of lethbridge and we're excited to be here and to 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 bring our work here and to partner with the amazing people that have been doing this work for a long time in lethbridge by standing beside them and behind them and partnering with them in this very important task of caring for our very most vulnerable people in Lethbridge. Next slide, please. Our vision, our vision is to eliminate homelessness and reduce poverty where we serve. Eliminating homelessness is a very tall order, a tall task but we strive every day across our five cities where we're currently located to do everything that we can do to eliminate homelessness. We don't want to have people sleeping on a mat in a shelter. We want people to be in a secure and safe home, a place that they can call home. And to quote a lady that just recently uh, told us when she moved into one of our buildings, she said, it was very refreshing that I was able to close the door and have a fresh breath of air. Our founder one time was speaking to a group of 45 grade eight students at the mustard seed in downtown Calgary. And he, he shared a story about how these strangers took him into their home. And he walked over to the corner of the room and he opened the door and he closed the door. And he told all these grade eight students in the room that he said that sound of the door closing is one of the sweetest sounds that he's ever heard in his life. Because when these, these strangers took him into their home, he said that was the first time that I had a door in between myself and the rest of the world in about 10 years of my life, other than a bathroom at McDonald's or at the mall. That dignity and that respect that was shown to him so many years ago is just incredible. And the Mustard Seed has been striving to do that ever since, providing that respect and dignity and care for people These are people's children, and we want to give them a safe place where they can hopefully move forwards in their lives. Or maybe if they didn't have hope, that they would have hope again in their lives. That is what we want to do. And our mission is to build hope and well-being for our most vulnerable citizens through Jesus' love. As I've talked already about hope, it's critical for humans to have hope to look forwards, to to have something that, that keeps you going forwards to look forward to in your lives. And we want to care for the whole person, for their whole well-being, for their body, mind, and spirit. Whatever the barriers are that have them facing homelessness, those are the things that we want to address. At their pace, meeting them where they're at never trying to force anything on them but having our doors open to all human beings regardless of who they are or where they come from we accept them as best as we can and we try to care for that whole person next slide please we have two initiatives that we are trying to do here in lethbridge the first one is affordable housing We are hoping to make a significant investment in the community by providing affordable housing through the Rapid Housing Initiative with the federal government. This is an incredible opportunity for the City of Lethbridge. We have applied for this funding and we hope to receive the funding because the federal government uh, wants to partner to help reduce homelessness across our country there are many, many people that are affected by poverty and homelessness. So this is an incredible opportunity that I have not seen in my 17 years with the mustard seed, this level of support from the federal government. There will be in our proposed site, uh, we see that we we believe that we'll have 86 self-contained units there. Um, And if this goes ahead in the current property, we will be putting in 86 kitchens into the hotel so that these will be fully self-contained units. This will be a sober and secure living environment so that when individuals are mingling with one another and and they're in this building and they're interacting with one another, this will be a very safe and secure environment with a very high level of accountability and care for them. We will also have 24-7 support on site. Our housing support workers are there to care for people and just be there for them some people may not need these types of supports but some might and so we're there because we want them to become a sustainable member of community they may choose to live there for the rest of their lives and they're likely a person that is unable to pay for market rent in the community and so this would be an affordable place for them to live where they can hopefully get back on their two feet and again become a sustainable member of the community we have very high presence on our properties across Western Canada. We do not allow loitering on our properties. I just heard two days ago from our executive director in Edmonton. We opened up a new shelter, and this is, this is not a shelter our affordable housing, but just as an example, we opened a new shelter in the south side of Edmonton. When we went in there and, and, try, and opened up on November 1st, there was some, some hard questions. There was some opposition to us in that community. And the the Edmonton police just came and told us that since the Mustard Seed opened our doors on November 1st, just over a month ago, they are so happy to tell us that the crime and the loitering has actually decreased in that community. It's hard to understand that as a residential neighbor, as a business neighbor, but I have seen that in a number of communities across Western Canada. We have a very high amount of, of visibility in the community. Our staff continue to do perimeter checks. And because we build really deep relationships with people, we are able to, to ask and demand a high level of accountability for those that are receiving support and care from the mustard seed. That is critical for us. And so having a safe neighborhood uh, and a safe community around us is very, very critical. We will have on-site advocacy, Employment coaches that will help people look for jobs. I, I had the privilege of meeting 18 businesses yesterday in person around the property. And a number of these businesses were saying some incredible things. Many had some some questions and some concerns. And uh, did we did our best to answer those questions and to be as transparent as possible. And a number of them said some pretty remarkable things like, Byron, I can't wait to come over and share some of our products with your staff to thank them for caring for people in affordable housing. Another business owner said, you know, if if someone throws a birthday party, I would love to bring over my yummy products to your team to thank them. That was such a blessing yesterday to, to meet a number of the individuals, the business managers and owners around the property. This is permanent housing. It is not a transitional housing. This is not a treatment center, this is not a detox center, and this is not a shelter. This is a multi-residential building where a number of individuals can live in this building for the rest of their lives. Another example that I like to share is just how, uh, uh, how important security is to us in this building. So let's say you live on the fourth floor and your friend wants to come visit you. Your friend is actually not going to be able to just walk up to the fourth floor and knock on your door. You have to prearrange a time with your friend to show up so that you can meet in our lobby. And we want to do that to protect individuals. Maybe there's a lady that has been or a gentleman that has been, uh, f- had been fleed from a domestic violence situation. We want to make sure that they are in a safe, and secure environment and that each resident in that building welcomes their guests in. That is something that we learned in in Portland, Oregon, when we did a lot of research um, there several years ago, because that city reduced homelessness by 75% in a 10-year period. And that's one of the things they told us was to be, uh, to take that, to be very intentional on the people that come visit the residents in your building. Next slide, please. The residents that, that want to move in with us will be screened like they would in any other multifamily residential building. They'll meet down and have an interview with the landlord or the property manager, and we would do that just like any other building. As, as I said before, it's not a shelter, it's not a treatment center, and it's not a detox center. This is a place for people who cannot afford the market rent in Red Deer, and people that need a safe and secure building, so, and potentially they could live there for the rest of their lives. As I mentioned already a couple times, our goal is that our residents become sustainable members of the community. We hope that they would be supporting the businesses around them. We hope that they, some of them might be working in the businesses around them, using the public transit that is ideally located and et cetera. Next slide, please. The second initiative that we are hoping to do is opening up a sober shelter in the city of Lethbridge. This would be in a completely different area, not near the the proposed site at the Ramada. This would be closer to the downtown core. Also, it would be a very safe and supportive environment. We would have 24 access to people on the streets that are fighting for sobriety and currently people that don't have a safe space to be during COVID. I feel very privileged in my life. Early in March, when I fell sick at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was able to be in my home in a very safe and secure place. I was asked by Alberta Health Services to to quarantine for 14 days back when we didn't know a lot about this disease. Unfortunately, that's not the reality for thousands and thousands of people across our nation and for hundreds of people in the city of Lethbridge they do not have a safe place where they can go and be by themselves or in small groups of people most of them and so we want to open up another space for people so if they are trying to be to stay sober or people that don't choose substance use one of the misconceptions is people that are experiencing homelessness that we see out on the streets that they are all affected by drugs and alcohol that just simply is not the case I have met hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people across my career here in, in, in Calgary and in Red Deer and in Lethbridge and Edmonton and overseas that where people are not struggling with substance use. There are those that do struggle with substance use, but that is not the case for everybody. We will also not have a lo- we will have no loitering on our property as well. Similar to the Affordable Housing Initiative, we will have a very high presence of our staff doing perimeter checks and not allowing people to loiter around our property. When we went to Red Deer in 2016, we moved there and, and uh, were offered the assets from another organization that had been doing incredible work for the previous 25 years. They had run out of, of supports in the community. And so they reached out to us and said, hey, Mustard Seed, would you be willing to come to Red Deer? We, we don't want to abandon the people that we've been caring for. These families that rely on us for hampers, these children who we feed lunches to in the schools across the city, would you be willing to come on and carry that torch forwards because we can't continue on? We were humbled with that with that offer. It was a large undertaking for us. But after some prayerful consideration and many conversations with the city of Red Deer, the business community and the church community and the community at large, we decided to go to Red Deer. Fast forward to today, four and a half years later, we had just seen an incredible amount of growth and support in the city of Red Deer. One of the things we're really proud of, again, it's not what we're currently going to be doing in Lethbridge, but it's it's something that we just love and we love helping their folks out there is our school lunch program. Every school day between three and five hundred kids receive a school lunch at their at their school in seven communities across central Alberta because of the support from our volunteers that show up at seven o'clock in the morning and the staff that come in and the amazing businesses that partner with us like the bakery that offers us sends over fresh whole wheat buns every single school day. We make a nutritious lunch that has a fresh serving of fruits and vegetables, a fresh sandwich, and these are delivered by volunteers every school day of the year across central Alberta. That program unfortunately has grown a lot because the needs have grown. And so in each community where we're located, we try to respond to what the needs are in that particular community. We've also partnered with the Red Deer Food Bank in Red Deer, and we opened up a new set, the first satellite depot in the city of Red Deer to provide Um, food hampers during this COVID period. We also work very hard, as I mentioned, with volunteers. It's so critical to have people from all walks of society to be involved in the care for our most vulnerable. We cannot do this without you. Volunteers have been a part of the Mustard Seeds work over the last 36 years. They are our angels. They are the ones that I look up to. And so we cannot do this without the work of the volunteers. Last year across our, uh, our five cities, 115,000 volunteer hours were donated to the Mustard Seed. Just an incredible amount of support from people from all walks of life, doing all sorts of things for the Mustard Seed. Here in Lethbridge, it'll be no different. We have a list of about 40 people that have already contacted us, that are in a, wait, a waiting line that said, we want to get involved. We want to care. Let us know how we can come and serve and, and care for the most vulnerable here in Lethbridge. So thank you, Lethbridge, for those of you that have reached out and have offered to help out. We're working very hard to try to secure a location for a shelter for this winter. It's very cold in, in Alberta winters, as we know. And especially during COVID, our most vulnerable are at a very high level of risk. So it's crucial for us as a community to provide a safe space for them, especially for a time such as this. We had hoped that we would have our doors open already. We first uh, were hoping to be open on December 1st, and we are working very, very hard at trying to secure a location in the city of Lethbridge for our Shelter. So we are currently looking for something that could maybe be short term for this winter, also concurrently, at the same time, we are procuring a long-term location for this sober shelter. So if you are a person in Lethbridge today, and I've met a number of people already that, have, have, that I've come across the streets of Lethbridge over the last six weeks. One gentleman that comes to mind he with his, with his friend, or maybe it was his brother, and when I was telling him how the Mustard Seed is hoping to open a shelter, a, a tear came to his eye. He was choked up and he stopped talking and he said, Byron, I've stayed at the shelter at the Mustard in Calgary and I would be so so happy to have you here in our community. He said, I don't wanna go over to the shelter here tonight because I have a lot of friends there that pull me down and pull me back. I would be so happy to be at the Mustard Seed where I know I could be in a sober environment where I could start turning my life around. That was an incredible conversation, and that's why the mustard seed wants to come to Lethbridge. We want to make a significant investment in your community, but procuring a long-term solution so that people have a safe and supportive place to be, and hopefully, hope can grow for them again, and hopefully, they can feel that dignity and that respect that they deserve as a human being, and that that's uh, that we our love and our and our care. And, this, and showing dignity to people comes from our very deep values, that we believe that all humans are to be treated with respect and love. That is what drives the team at the Mustard Seed, the staff and the volunteers. We wanna care for them. They have been forgotten. They have been overlooked. They have been ignored in society. They, some call them the, the unimportant of this world. So our job at the Mustard Seed is to do all we can, provide them a chance to hope, re-instill hope in their lives and stand beside them, shoulder to shoulder with the whole community at large. We can't do this alone. We need the whole community to stand beside us in this very important work. Next slide, please. We're also really excited to be partnering with the Lethbridge Soup Kitchen. The Lethbridge Soup Kitchen has actually been doing uh, work in the community for 36 years, just like the mustard seed. We know that by coming together and joining forces um, in an effort to better serve individuals experiencing poverty and homelessness will only be that much stronger. I heard uh, a philanthropist say it early on in, in COVID that it is a time to purge, merge and surge. It's a time for us to look at, the, look at our lives and our businesses and our communities, and it's reminded us what's really, really important in our community. And for myself and the community that I live in, I just, I've been very thankful for the opportunities that I've had to have conversations with neighbours that I, I didn't know before. I met a gentleman that's about 20 houses away from me, and I, I got to know him quite quickly. In two conversations, we were able to share with one another about our families and some of the struggles that we are facing together during this unprecedented time. And it's been such an incredible time to to just really care for people, build relationships with people and say, hey, fellow neighbour and fellow human, let's we're in this together. We are not alone. And so we're really excited that we came together with the Lethbridge Soup Kitchen. After much consideration, The two organizations have determined that we can accomplish a lot more together than we can apart building on our shared mission and faith-based values as well as our individual strengths and expertise the two organizations will be able to provide enhanced services and programs to more people and so we're really really excited to to partner with the lethbridge soup kitchen and stand on their shoulders um, and continue the amazing work by feeding people and expanding the services beyond the food. Next slide please. I have mentioned some of these already but here are a few of the realities that our most vulnerable are facing today in southern Alberta and across our nation. As I mentioned not all individuals experiencing homelessness struggle with substance use. Many people are fighting for sobriety on the streets. It's critical for us to have options for people across the spectrum of homelessness and poverty we need to have places for people to go when they're under the influence of drugs and alcohol and we also need places for people to go when they are trying to stay sober or for individuals that don't use substances in their lives it's very 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 important to provide that space for people many counselors many psychologists will agree with this statement it actually comes from one of the leading addiction counselors in our nation that the most important step in recovery is to change your environment. If you don't change your environment, it is almost impossible to make those changes in your life. And so that's what the seed wants to do. We want to provide a safe and secure environment so that people can move forwards and step away from the substance abuse that maybe they've been struggling with. To, to face head on the mental health challenges that they've been dealing with in their lives, maybe physical health challenges, maybe their financial barriers and trying to get employment. We want to sit down with them, help them get ready for maybe the first interview in their life as an adult, maybe help them build the first resume that they've ever built or setting up an email address because they've never had email before. Some of these things that I've probably taken for granted in my life, there are many, many adults in our society that need somebody to walk beside them shoulder to shoulder doing these very, very important tasks, but they need someone beside them to do that. They need a safe and sober environment that's appropriate for COVID-19. We need to raise the bar for our vulnerable citizens this winter, otherwise many people could die. Next slide, please. What is important to us to build strong relationships with neighbors while enforcing a no loitering policy in our properties. I feel I covered that. Encouraging transformation and life change. We are solution focused and we provide holistic wraparound care. We build partnerships and collaborate with people that are already doing excellent work in the community. We want to stand beside them and offer more opportunities for people wherever they might be on the spectrum. Shelter stay should be temporary. Our vulnerable should be properly housed, supported, and become sustainable members of the community. That is our goal here in Lethbridge. Next slide, please. We have a new landing page on our website. Our main site is the c.ca, but if you type in the c.ca backslash Lethbridge, there you'll find all the newest information and we will be continually updating that. As information comes available very soon we will be securing a a virtual town hall meeting similar to this type of a a meeting today uh, where people can ask some questions share their concerns and we'll be posting that date on that website as soon as possible we also have a few um, printouts that people can download print out that has some information there as well next slide please I want to share with you just quickly the impact of the Mustard Seed across Western Canada last year. As I mentioned, 115,000 volunteer hours were donated across our five cities, which is just incredible. 60,600 people received health and wellness services. That could be sitting with our our volunteer doctor in Red Deer or doctor in in Calgary. That could be sitting down with a psychologist in Edmonton or a counsellor in Kamloops. That could be sitting down with an advocate that supports you one-on-one. Maybe it's a chiropractor or a physiotherapist. We have a number of wellness services at our sites across uh, Western Canada. 485 of our clients were gainfully employed last year. Incredible. Very important to help people get sustainable income. 1,350 people attended a spiritual care event at the mustard seed. And one thing to mention there, we are a Christian organization, but all of our spiritual care events are 100% optional for people that want to join them. We served 503,000 meals to people across our five cities last year, only because of the support from each and every volunteer and each and every community. 325 people were living in affordable housing and 486 emergency shelter mats were provided to people next slide please i want to end with this quick story about a guy i will call gus gus is a is a gentleman that i got to know in one of our other cities in western canada he came to our meals and he hung out at our fellowship times and uh he was not homeless but he came for community we found out very quickly at the beginning of covid that actually in terms of the red deer mustard seed, about 70% of the people that came to that location uh, were not homeless. They had a home. And so early on, then we, we were only able to serve meals to those that were in our overnight shelter. And we quickly saw how many people were missing us because they would call us, they would email us, they would stop by our front door to receive supports. And Gus was one of these guys that was just part of the community. And he, when he heard about our, our 1010 Centre in Calgary and our affordable housing there, he asked me how he could apply for housing. And so I put him in touch with our uh, house, resident house uh, residential worker in Calgary. He met them, he did an interview with them, and he got accepted to move. He said, Byron, I don't really overly want to leave Red Deer, but he said, this opportunity in your building in Calgary just looks like it could be just what I need in my life. Well, I saw Gus. Uh, I actually brought him to a hockey game uh, later that, that winter we went out for dinner and a few other of our guests joined us and he just could not stop talking about the amazing community and how his life has just completely turned around. He said, Byron, my anxiety and my mental health has improved. I started volunteering across the street at the mustard seed. He said, they've accepted me into the community. When we opened up a a new hub in the Northeast uh, neighborhood in, in Calgary, there was Gus. Gus was there at the grand opening event and he volunteered up at that hub in the Northeast. He said, Byron, it's changed my life. I feel like I'm just a member of the community now. I feel safe, I feel supported. And he said, I've made so many new friends. That's what it's all about. We want to provide opportunity for the Gus's in our community. Somebody that was really struggling with anxiety and, and struggled with a lot of panic attacks in his life. He lived on his own. He felt very isolated. But then when he moved into our affordable housing tower, he felt very supported and was a part of a healthy community. And it was just incredible to see the joy in his life. That is why we want to come to Lethbridge. We want to provide those opportunities for people that are affected by homelessness and poverty. Thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to doing my best to answer your questions as honestly and as transparently as I can today. Thank you very much and God bless.
0: Thank you, Byron, for your um, informative talk. We have an awful lot of questions already in the queue. Um, So having said that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the format That we practiced while we were, well, SACPA was in the Legion, where you were to ask one question and then you'd go to the back of the queue. This would allow uh, other people down the chat program to also have an ability to ask their question um, without having too many people having their repeat questions. So I will start with the first question in the queue. from Bev Mandel. With a kitchen in each unit, do you give fire safety training to residents?
1: Thank you, sir, I missed the name, but thank you very Bev- much for your question.
0: Bev Mandel. Thank you very much yeah.
1: for your question. Thank you. Um, absolutely. Uh, all of our buildings would have a, a very clear fire safety plan and we would be actually bringing more fire safety to the building. Uh, as I don't believe currently if I remember correctly that in the proposed site that there are sprinklers throughout I could be wrong on that one but that is critical for us is to have a very very safe uh, home for people there would be a very safe fire plan uh, we have already talked to a number of people in the community about that and uh, there would be a very clear plan for people for safety to make sure that um, they were well cared for they knew they would know what to do in the case of an emergency, for instance, where the muster point would be outside um, and where the stairs are located, of course. And so absolutely, fire safety would be very, very critical in that building and is in all of our buildings across Western Canada. Thank you.
0: Our next question comes from Colleen Quintel. Has the mustard seed secured premises for both programs? And what role does the city of Lethbridge play into finding funding for this? And I'm going to join this question with a couple of other questions because they're all around funding. Maria Fitzpatrick follows up on this saying, to follow up on Colleen's question, where does the Mustard Seed get their funding overall? And then Laurie Schultz asks, is the Mustard Seed receiving any provincial funding? So provincial? local funding, and has the chief secured a prem- premise for your programs?
1: Thank you, Colleen and, and Marie, for your questions. We have not uh, finalized or secured our locations for these two initiatives. So first, for the affordable housing uh, building at the proposed Ramada site on Mayor McGrath, We have put an application into the federal government to the Rapid Housing Initiative, and we're waiting to hear back. There's a possibility that we don't get funding. And if we don't get funding for the building, then we'll be unable to purchase that building at this time. And so we've put that application into the federal government. For the shelter, we have been really hard at work. That has been the more immediate need as we're trying to open our doors this winter. As it was minus 28 with the wind chill, I think it was last week or the night before in the middle of the night, I, I just was feeling the the weight of people that are out on the streets. We've heard that I met a, uh, an Indigenous fellow here in the community who told me that when we open our doors that he knows of at least 10 people that would come into our shelter on probably on the first night. And so we are trying really hard to secure that location And we are working with the city of Lethbridge to try to find an appropriate space. And we've had a number of conversations with different groups in the community to hear their feedback, to share our vision on how we do what we do. But neither location has been secured. But a lot of work has been going on behind the scenes. A lot of collaborative work has been going behind the scenes. In terms of provincial funding, the Alberta government does fund our shelters. Um, So the work that we do in our shelters currently in Edmonton, in Calgary, in Red Deer, and then when we open our doors here in Lethbridge, we would be receiving financial support from the Alberta government. And so the shelter side of our work is in partnership with the Alberta government, but most, almost all the rest of our work, not everything else, but almost everything else, we uh, raise supports from the community. That is how the mustard seed has grown over the years, and it is only by that, that incredible and generous support from the overall community that we are able to help eliminate homelessness and reduce poverty where we serve. Thank you.
0: Okay, I think the last one was the local funding. Is there going to be local council, city council funding?
1: uh i believe the city of lethbridge uh wants to partner with the mustard seed with the affordable housing initiative uh i am not privy to all the details on that um but that is a conversation that that has taken place and i do believe that the city of lethbridge is wanting to support the affordable housing initiative here in lethbridge but i don't have all the particular details uh, for that at this time
0: our next question comes from um violet mcma Are couples allowed in the housing units?
1: Thank you, Violet, for your question. Um, I'll do my very best to answer the question. Because we are still early in the process, we are still finalizing all of the details for our affordable housing tower. And so I'm not privy to all of those details. Um, Myself, personally, I've been asked to come down here to, to start the shelter. Uh, and to try to secure a location for the shelter. But, of course, the affordable housing uh, project is, is is also going ahead concurrently. And so I am not uh, familiar with all of the finalized details. Um, but to my knowledge, uh, this would be a place that would welcome couples and individuals into this building. But, again, it, these are small uh, studio-style Um, self-contained units they're not large units and so they don't have a a separate bedroom Um, they are just one studio style room and so not a lot of space and so we would want to make sure that the space is appropriate for the number of people uh, that would be living in the suite and so I don't have a final answer for you today but we will, as all of these details uh, are determined, we will update our uh, the c.ca backslash Lethbridge with these details uh, for the community as they come available.
0: Our next question comes from uh, Timothy from the Lethbridge Herald. Our local homeless uh, have trust issues with our shelter because some feel there, there are oppressive rules and invasive searches there. How do you balance their trust with concerns of the larger community?
1: Thanks for your question, Timothy. Um, Nice to talk with you, even though I can't see you again. Um, Trust is critical. Trust is not given, and respect is just not freely given. Trust and respect is earned. At the Mustard Seed, our goal is to build relationships with people, to accept them, to do our very very best to not judge them to show them love and in that process we built and we build a number of incredible relationships with people with those deep-rooted relationships what happens is people respect you for the most part and they will agree to high levels of accountability and so i've seen this in a number of cities across western canada where i've had the the opportunity to work on the front lines where people are very, very respective of our rules. And and uh, so this this is something that we need to do. We need to focus on building that trust and building those relationships. It takes time to do that. And, uh, but we let people know right out of the gates that we have, this is our bar. Here's our level of, of accountability. This is what we do and don't allow into our shelter. And we, we ask for people to follow those rules and uh, hold them accountable to those rules. Um, But that is something that takes time to build a trust uh, in those relationships.
0: Thank you. Um, Our next question comes from uh, Laurie Schultz. Have those critical of your plans provided any viable or realistic solutions?
1: Was that Laurie?
0: Laurie Schultz, yeah.
1: Laurie. Laurie, Hi, Laurie. Thanks for your question. People that, if I heard that correctly, people that are opposing the work, have they offered us viable other solutions? Um, where we have received some feedback on different locations, uh, we ha- people have said, we'll support you in trying to find a, a better solution. Um, but for the most part, people that oppose the work that we're doing, uh, they're. There hasn't been other solutions for the most part that people have brought our way. And so again, we are working very hard with the city. We're working hard with our new partner, the Lethbridge Soup Kitchen. We are getting to know uh, a lot of other organizations in the community and uh, look forward to building trust and, and working together. But yeah, for the most part, uh, solutions aren't, aren't brought to us from, from folks that oppose uh, the work that we wanna do here.
0: Our next question comes from uh, Mark Goodall. Actually, Laura Nugent and then Mark Guttel follows up. So I'm going to combine these two questions if that's okay. Um, Absolutely. How long of a time frame do individuals need to practice sobriety before being able to move into your proposed supportive housing facility at the Ramada? To which Goodall responds, and how do you deal with those that then fall off the wagon?
1: Very good question, Mar- Margotol, Laura, and Mark. If I heard that correctly. Yep. Um, again, not all the details are confirmed, but to the best of my knowledge, how we how we run that in Calgary at our ten ten center uh, is that people need to be uh, showing signs of sobriety for 30 days before coming into our building. I could be wrong on that, but the last I heard it was a 30 day period. And so we are looking for people that, again, that are not needing treatment. We are looking for residents that, um, are, you know, fairly stable in their lives, just like a, another property manager would, they would want to talk with some references. They would want to see that this is a person that can be trusted, that would be able to pay their rent this would be no different for the mustard seed. We would want to have those conversations like other property managers and landlords would have um, to make sure that this is someone that would be a a safe person in our our building. Someone that can, that has a, that has an income, whether they're working or maybe has a fixed income and uh, a person that isn't needing treatment or a person that isn't needing detox. This would not be an appropriate place for that. Uh, We would encourage them to go to a treatment center or, or start off with detox and then treatment to an appropriate space. And then maybe when they're in stable and they're in a, a spot in their lives where uh, they've been having and an, an sobriety, then at that, pla- at that place, uh, we would interview them, meet them and determine if they would fit into the community well.
0: Okay. I'm, uh, there's another question for the, from the Leftbridge Herald. With the recent COVID outbreak at the local shelter, our homeless are scared to go there, choosing to remain outside. Have you, had, have you had outbreaks at your other facilities and how do you deal with those concerns?
1: Thank you for the question from the Herald. Uh, yes, we have had um, some outbreaks at our other shelters. Um, I believe the last that I heard uh, at our shelter in Calgary, I think there was maybe five or six cases of COVID or people that needed to isolate. And so we also operate um, in partnership with, with Alberta Health Services. We have operated uh, isolation centers as well for people in, a, in another location where individuals can uh, have a safe space to be uh, while they need to isolate. And so we have done that. We also, uh, since March, we've had to open a number of overflow uh, sites across the province. And we did a couple of those with just a couple of weeks notice to ensure that people had uh, a safe space from the next person sleeping beside them. Uh, in Edmonton, for instance, we have partnered with two other organizations at a very large shelter there. As I mentioned earlier, we also opened up a shelter in the south side of, of Edmonton just recently on November 1st. And so we are expanding our our reach. Last year, I believe we had four hundred and eighty six mats. This winter, we're going to have up to eight hundred emergency beds for people. So we are partnering with the Alberta government to try to open up more space. And we know that they they really want us to get space open here in Lethbridge to help relieve some of the pressures over at Alpha House and to support them. And uh, we're we partner with them in Calgary. They actually use, one of our buildings for part of their overflow space in, in Calgary. And so we've been part with Alpha house for decades and we look forward to, to just continuing and fostering that relationship here in red deer. And so, yes, we really want to, to provide space for people. Uh, the mustard seed uh, uses uh, high levels of PPE. Uh, the cleaning products that we use are the same ones that are used at the hospital. And right from day one, we have taken every measure that we can possibly take to make sure that all of our properties are very clean. Uh, they're, they're constantly cleaned and sanitized, that all of our staff are wearing proper PPE. And uh, we were, I just heard recently that um, somebody just mentioned to one of our leaders in Calgary, how impressed they are at the, the very low numbers at the mustard seed um, compared to some of the other shelters across the province. Um, again, because of those very high standards that we're we're holding our our staff to and our volunteers to, to make sure that it's as as clean and safe in this environment so so the spread of COVID is is minimized as much as possible.
0: Thank you. Our next question comes from um, Dylan Delaney. Um, And again, there's three questions on this topic in the queue, so I'm going to bring them together and read them all out. I'm curious about the proximity to multiple schools, especially to Lakeview Elementary and Gilbert Patterson Middle School. Lots of children walk past that Ramada building during the school year. And then um, the next question on the same subject is from... um, Laura Nugent, do you see any issues arising from the supportive housing facility being so close to schools? Will children be safe walking on 12th Avenue next to the facility? And as well, Wanda Gibbons, there seems to be an issue for some folks with poor poor people having permanent housing near schools. So I think that is the ones that I see that are pertaining to schools in the queue. So um, just wondering if you can address that issue.
1: Thank you, Don and and Laura and others for your questions about this. Those are very valid questions and very valid concerns. I'm a father of a, of a young son, and um, that's a that's a that's a valid question. I can speak to the um, the work that we have done in our other communities. For instance, I already talked about the Edmonton location, and that is a shelter where there would be a lot more traffic. Where this is not a shelter, so we do not have people coming and going to this place coming to search for meals. This is an apartment like any other apartment building where we don't know who's in any building and we don't know who's uh, in any of these buildings in our community, but we have seen crime come down significantly on many of our properties across Western Canada. Also in in Riverside Meadows, in the neighborhood in Red Deer, uh, where the mustard seed is located. Um, after about a year and a half, and it's not just the mustard seed, but the, the great work of the the, Ard, the Red Deer RCMP, and uh, partnering with the the community around us, we saw a huge decrease of crime in the neighborhood around the mustard seed. And so we will make sure that we do all that we can to to create a very safe space with proper lighting, with proper cameras, again, with a high amount of proximity walks from our team. And we would be looking for law-abiding citizens to live in that building. That bar would be very, very high and protecting our children is absolutely critical for all of us as adults and all of us as citizens in in Lethbridge or whatever city we live in. And so this would be absolutely paramount for the mustard seed to make sure that people walking by in the community and especially children and vulnerable people would feel very, very safe in that community. And again, we will not have high amounts of traffic, of foot traffic coming and going to this building. These would be people very similar to people living in other buildings um, that just cannot afford market rent somebody that needs a space to to move forwards in their life and that will actually hopefully enrich the community around them because they give back and so for instance you know we we have a couple community garden a community gardens that we're a part of in, in various cities where our residents are, are over there working with the community planting vegetables and flowers in the springtime. And so it's, that would be very important for us here, too, in Lethbridge, to be involved in the community, to provide healthy opportunities for people to be engaged and, and uh, being active and making sure that it's a very, very safe environment. We would absolutely demand that from these folks. And if there was any kind of illegal uh, uh, of activity, we would deal with that very swiftly and very promptly. Uh, we uh, work very closely with the local police in each of our communities. I've already met with the Lethbridge police here in in Lethbridge, and they were excited to meet us right out of the gates and to build a strong relationship with us. What we have seen, for instance, in, in other communities, I've heard from a number of, uh, of officers over the years that say, we sure love working with the mustard seed. And I'm not saying that comment to boast or to brag. I'm just sharing that that. that information that they've said to me because often the calls go down when the must comes in from places where there there was uh, activities before even a regular hotel building uh, there can be parties there can be uh, lots of stuff going on in hotel buildings that we don't know about people that are staying at a hotel don't have to meet with a, a property manager and do an interview with them to move into the building and so that is something that we offer we're gonna actually be screening these people making sure that they're stable that they're law-abiding citizens and they're people that would be appropriate for that community. Those are the kinds of people that would be welcoming into our building and making sure that, that those that are in the neighbourhood, especially children and vulnerable people feel very, very safe. That would be very, very important to me as a father and that's very, very important to the mustard seed.
0: Okay. Um, our next question comes from Henning, Henning Mundell. Is there any thought given to people who just cannot cope individually to handle looking after their own room, let alone apartment, any concept of community living for some were such more suitable.
1: Uh, thanks for your question, Henning. I, I'm not sure if I fully understand the question, but I will, uh, do my best to answer it. Um, so again, I don't know all the details, but one of the things that we, uh, that we do in Calgary is we have, a, uh, a, uh, we have people that go in and do regular cleaning in all of the units. And that does a number of things. It makes sure that the, that the building and the, the investment that we've made in the community stays in, in good shape. But what it also does is it makes sure, it, it makes sure that people respect that, that place where they're living and it also gives them that dignity and respect to have somebody come in and, and to clean your home is what a what an amazing uh, opportunity that is for people. And so we do that to make sure that it's cared for and we make sure that we check in on people. So for instance, if uh, they don't use their, let's say they don't use their FOB for 72 hours to enter their room, uh, we may just give them a call or even maybe just knock on the door to just do a wellness check, make sure they're okay. And so the care... That would be there for people would be um more than you would see in a in a regular apartment building where you would just have a property manager that likely isn't even on site or a landlord that may not even be on site and so protecting their wellness and caring for them and making sure that they are uh healthy and doing well is very very important to us and so um yeah i hope that answers your question
0: okay um our next group of questions deals um, with people's... Um, and I'll read the first one, and I'll read another group of questions that are related. Um, Dave Annes, you don't have to sell me that the mustard seed is a great idea. I thought, and still do, that the SCS was a great idea. How will you avoid... Um, just becoming a uh, SES 2.0. And then we have a couple of other questions that are fairly similar relating to the, to the concept of, will you just become, um, an SES? Uh, Glenn F., for example, we have already had an SES and a shelter in downtown. It crushed my small business and the businesses of my friends. Stop. Commercializing homelessness in our city. And then Dave Annis, please take Glenn's comment above serious. Um, and I think there's another one worried about this just becoming another SES. So maybe just answer the questions related to the you know, safe consumption site. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Annalise. Um, the mustard seed does not operate supervised consumption sites. Um, as I said before, it, it's important to have supports across the spectrum, wherever people might find themselves dealing with poverty or homelessness, but the, the mustard seed does not operate, uh, supervised consumption sites. We've heard this a lot, um, in, in your community, how that experience did not go very well. We've heard. I've talked with business owners. I've heard their very passionate feedback about that. Um, and I'm very sorry, Glenn, for you and your friends' uh, businesses that have, that were affected negatively. Um, this this is an affordable housing uh, initiative to try to help give sons and daughters, mums and dads, a place to live. We've. I've had. I've been at work before at one of our shelters where somebody pulled up and dropped their parent off at our front door and said, I can't care for my mom anymore. That's a really, really hard thing to do, to bring someone's elderly parent into a shelter that's been dropped off and and give them a mat to stay on the ground. But it's so critical to make sure that we get that person into a safe and affordable place to live where they're, they're cared for because this is a human being that deserves dignity and respect. We are not in the business of commercializing homelessness. We are in the business of reducing the effects of poverty and homelessness. We feed children that don't have food when they go to school. We build affordable housing for people that cannot afford market rents. We provide a doctor to a person that maybe hasn't had a doctor for the last five years or 20 years of their life. We try to get them in touch with a psychologist or a counselor where they can go and share the the difficult challenges and maybe face some of the traumas of their childhood or their lives, maybe for the first time in their life. And we see a lot of people change their lives at the Mustard Seed and move forwards. Building relationships with the business community is absolutely paramount and critical. A number of businesses, I know many business owners uh, around our centers in Calgary Some of them in Edmonton and I know many of them in Red Deer. Um, They had a lot of similar questions and concerns that some of you have uh, Dave and and Glenn and others. Um, The mustard seed wants your businesses to thrive and we want to build a very trusted relationship with you and so just like the one of the businesses across the street from us in Red Deer, um, the the owner told me after maybe being there a couple times in our first week in 2016, she said, Byron, I've seen you and your team more times in the last two weeks than I saw the previous operators in the last five years. And that's not just try to cast any negativity on, on other folks and, and, and whatnot, but we build relationships. We go into businesses. Yesterday, as I, I went into a number of businesses around the proposed Ramada site, uh, I also spent a decent amount of money getting some Christmas presents and and having lunch and uh, it's we want to give back to the community uh, you know for instance I, I think about the amazing bakery in in uh, Red Deer that makes uh, makes hundreds and hundreds of fresh whole wheat buns every day and delivers them to our doors so that we can feed children that go to school hungry that likely didn't have breakfast that day and so we work with a community and uh, we, we hope that the businesses around us would know that they can trust us, but we have to earn your respect and trust. And we also help other organizations around us. Sometimes there might be other charities or, or groups. And so we do what we can to give back to that community and make sure that it's a very clean environment and that no loitering is allowed on our property.
0: Okay, we've got a lot of questions still. So hopefully we can keep the answers brief as well as the questions. Um, there is is um, three or four questions on the same theme again, so I'm going to bring them together. Alison Frank, how are different religious views for clients, volunteers and staff welcomed? And then Maria Fitzpatrick. Patrick, do residents have to be involved with the spiritual service? I think you answered that already during your presentation. And Bav Mundell, must residents be Christian? Must residents attend church? I think you've answered this all this during your presentation, so let's just keep yeah. the answer brief.
1: Okay. We accept all we accept all human beings at the mustard seat. Doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, what you believe or don't believe.
0: Hang on, You're sorry. Welcome to the mustard yeah, season. hang on. Sorry, I was muted. So let me say that again. I I had muted myself. So I'm just going to repeat oh. what I. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just going to repeat what I said. So the question from Alison Fang: How are different religious views for clients, volunteers, and staff welcome? And then Maria Fitzpatrick, um, also on religious. Uh, views as well as Bev Mundell, must residents be Christian? Must residents attend school? And Marie Fitzpatrick, do residents have to be involved with spiritual services? Thank you.
1: Thank you, Alison, Bev, Maria, and others that have asked similar types of questions. Uh, I did briefly talk about this before, and I'll try to be very quick in my answer. All human beings are welcome to the mustard seed. doesn't matter what culture you come from, what you may or may not believe in your background. Everybody is welcome. No spiritual services are mandatory at the mustard seed. There are those organizations out there, but at the mustard seed, they are always 100% voluntary. They're there for people if they want to do that, but they're absolutely voluntary.
0: Great. Christina strong. What will happen to existing staff?
1: existing st- I don't existing staff where
0: doesn't say I don't
1: understand the question oh sorry about that um yeah I, I'm sorry I don't under- know who you're talking about I apologize
0: yeah that's okay I don't think I think she's assuming that you were taking over the shelter which is not the case right no um, no
1: no we're opening a new shelter
0: Yeah, once established, will there be a mechanism for community members to advise on issues relating to the property, a feedback mechanism, good or not so good? And this was asked by CM. CM? Yeah.
1: Thank you, CM, for your question. Uh, At first, I thought you were maybe talking about the clients. So first of all, the clients, we call them guests or residents. And uh, there is a mechanism for them to provide feedback to us, and we also start up uh, like advisory councils amongst them because the voice of the lived experience and those receiving the care is critical and crucial to have involved uh, throughout your process. With the community at large, we are accessible. One of our values is transparent accountability. So people around our businesses, uh, our locations across Western Canada, they know they can call us anytime. If they have a concern, give us a call. We'll be able to meet you in person if it's appropriate during COVID but we will absolutely have a conversation with you. And if you have reached out to us, please know that if we haven't got back to you, we will just as quickly as we can. But we have spoken to well over probably 150 people um, with questions and we're doing our very best to hear your questions and provide uh, feedback to you.
0: Right, and you're also, and you're also having that um, session in January, right?
1: Yes, we'll be having a, a virtual town hall, which would be similar to this. And uh, that date will be uh, put on our website at the c.ca Lethbridge. Uh, when we uh, finalize those details.
0: Great. Um, John Esterbrooks, how has a faith community in Lethbridge responded to the news of your plans to come to Lethbridge? Is there strong support?
1: Thanks to your question, John. Yes, we have had the the wonderful opportunity to meet with a lot of people in the faith community, and the support has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, met with a number of uh, of pastors around the community, and so many of them have just opened their 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 doors to us to support us. They say they can't wait to send volunteers from their congregations, and uh, have just. Done a lot of a lot of things to support us, to pray for us, and so thank you to the to the church community uh, around Lethbridge and Southern Alberta for for offering your support for us. We we greatly appreciate it. We are a para church organization, and so we partner with the church and the community. So it's critical for us to partner with the local church and the, and the community at large. We can't do what we do without them. So thank you, John, for your support, and thank you to uh, the rest of the, the church community here in Lethbridge.
0: Great. Our next question comes from Carol, um, as a charitable organization, what portion of the mustard seeds overall budget goes to staff and administrative costs?
1: Sorry, what was the name? Carol?
0: Yeah. Carol Camillo.
1: Uh, thank you very much for your question, Carol. Please don't quote me on this and, uh, my boss who might be watching, uh, he might he would know that number. I believe that our overall administration cost is, is below 10%, if I remember correctly. Uh, I do know that it is far below the uh, average that we see across the nation and in Alberta. So we work very, very hard at keeping our administrative costs uh, as low as possible. And so that's something that we always strive towards. It does take uh, a lot of uh, support from people to do the work that we do across Western Canada. But again, the, the over 100,000 volunteer hours is just incredible. And so that is something that you don't see in a lot of organizations like the Mustard Seed. There are some that I've met that say, we, just, we don't believe in working with volunteers, or this work is too risky to work with volunteers. For us, they're humans. Whether someone is paid or unpaid, we have to provide opportunity for the whole community to get involved. And so by heavily involving the community like that, Um, from folks that are coming in to serve meals to do dishes all the way maybe up to our board of directors and so many positions in between we rely heavily on volunteers and uh, try to take and we take every single donation um, and do all the best we can to be very very good stewards to everything that's been entrusted to us and we're very very transparent with all of our financial information you can find all of that on our website and uh, we that's very very important to us to be very very transparent and very, very accountable to everything that has been entrusted to us. Thanks for your question, Carol. Okay.
0: Um, I know uh, Sheldon Brown kind of touches on um, the spiritual religious viewpoints, but the other part of the question is quite interesting because I know you've answered that, but will existing staff at the hotels be expected to share and exhibit particular religious spiritual viewpoints with people? I guess, are you going to keep on the stuff at the hotels? So again,
1: we're in, yeah. So the hotel's for sale, Uh, the the proposed site there at the Ramada, that business has been sale for quite some time. And so if, if the mustard seed does get the funding and this, this, uh, this goes ahead, then that business would be, would be sold, whether they move. Um, But just like any other business, uh, the mostly would come in, and we we're open to to meet with anybody in the community that wants to work with us, and um, and so yeah, that we have met with a, a number of uh, folks across Lethbridge, and we have a number of people that are in the queue waiting to to come on board with us if we're op- uh, able to open the shelter here this winter. So that's another thing that we haven't talked about today. We're really excited to offer employment to uh, likely over 20 people in the city of Lethbridge. And so we're, we're excited to to help folks and, and find some jobs and to join the work that we're doing.
0: Excellent. We've got a couple of questions about why you're coming to Lethbridge. So Byron Anderson, why would the mustard seed want to acquire the Ramada? And then Wanda Gibbons, I was still looking to know why they are coming to the city. Was there a conversation or invite from someone or group in Lethbridge in town? You mentioned Yeah, that that's it. So there there seems to be a couple of questions about why are you coming, like what was the impetus of you coming to Lethbridge?
1: Thank you. Uh, I think it was Byron for your question. Uh, the mustard seed is, is trying to eliminate homelessness and reduce poverty. And so we have known for a number of years that the city of Lethbridge has been impacted um, by poverty. We know that uh, over 20% of people pay more than half of their income uh, for their shelter. And that uh, the last time there was a a needs assessment done in 2019, that there were more than 400 people on a wait list for housing. And so because of that, and yes, we have had a number of conversations with a number of people in the the city of Lethbridge and the community of Lethbridge uh, had a lot of those types of conversations. And uh, because of the work that we've done in other cities where we've been able to uh, get people into an affordable and safe and secure environment. That is something that a lot of people in this community have been really uh, hoping for uh, because of the, the long history and the and the great work that, that has been done in other communities. Um, why the proposed site, the Ramada? I talked about it before. It's because of the rapid housing initiative with the federal government. So they have made funds available across every province and territory in the nation. And they have targeted hotels as as one of the options to repurpose because of our our economy struggles that we're facing. A lot of these hotels are for sale. If you drive around, you'll see a lot of them have for sale signs up. So it's an opportunity to use that uh, investment that was put in by an organization and to help address the homelessness that we have in our community and the lack of affordable housing. And so it's a great opportunity for the city of Lethbridge to find solutions to try to provide a a safe space for people to live.
0: Thank you. Uh, Laurie Nugent has a follow up on her couple questions. I think it was one of the first questions we asked. Will there be children living in the supportive living housing facilities? I realize you addressed the couples, but I'm also wondering about kids.
1: Thank you, Laurie, for your question. Um, I've said this a couple times throughout that we are in the middle of the funding application. All the particulars for the building have not been determined. To the best of my knowledge, there will not be children living in the building, but that that may not be the case. There may be a single parent or a small family. Again, it's a very small space. And so we would have to finalize those decisions based on um, all of the particulars of, of the funding regulation, the funding uh, details. And so some of those conversations are still happening at the mustard seed. And again, we still have not secured the funding. And so at this time, I don't have all the particular details, but to the best of my knowledge at this current time, I don't believe that there would be children in that in, in the building.
0: Marie Fitzpatrick, doesn't Jason Nixon have any connection with the mustard seed as his father did?
1: Thanks Marie for your question. Uh, no, uh, the Minister of the Environment, uh, Minister Nixon, is not involved uh, with the mustard seed other than uh, just as a support. And uh, so, no, he's not employed by the mustard seed. Uh, he's got a very full portfolio um, as a Minister of the Environment uh, with the Alberta government. And um, so, no, he is not involved with the mustard seed.
0: Okay. Uh, Laurie Schultz, would you, take, would you talk about your intake process?
1: Uh, Hi, Laurie. I I think I answered that question before we would sit down with them like any landlord or property manager would make sure that that it's a stable person that has a an income that could pay their rent that we feel that they would be a law-abiding citizen they can be dependable Um, those would be the requirements for a person it's not a person that's needing treatment not a person that's needing detox it's a person that's fairly stable in their lives that needs uh, affordable rent because they can't afford the current market rent uh, because of their their financial situation. And so we would uh, screen them and interview them very similarly to other property managers and landlords.
0: We're almost coming up to quarter past. Are you okay to take two more questions?
1: Sure can.
0: Okay, we really appreciate your time here. We know that we had scheduled to go till, um, till the hour till 11 o'clock. We're already way past that. So we really appreciate your time in, in answering these questions. Uh, we'll just, I'll run through the last two questions. Colleen Quintel, do you provide dishes slash bedding, etc., to the apartments and do you have a life skills program for tenants?
1: Thank you, Colleen, uh, for your question. Uh, we have sort of use our ten ten building in Calgary as, um, uh, as a reference point, there any given week probably less during COVID, obviously. Any given month, sorry, there's probably 20 different types of things that are going on for people. Whether it's a maybe it's a walking club in the community, uh, whether it's. Uh, supports for like a community kitchen where people would come together and maybe cook together that that may not be able to work. Cause I don't believe there would be like a shared kitchen facility there. Um, but we try to do everything we can to support people's social skills or life skills. And um, that's something that would be uh, that we would take very seriously. Uh, we have a lot of people that do some pretty incredible things for the mustard seed. For instance, we have groups of people that knit blankets And so in most of our cities, when somebody moves out into affordable housing, we're able to hand them these beautifully uh, hand knit uh, blankets and quilts for people. And uh, we also, yes, we do try to help them out with some supports to get get off their two feet and uh, have kind of like a a starter home kit for them if there's things that they need. Uh, Yes, we would uh, look at providing some of those basic essentials to people to just to help them out.
0: Uh, our last question comes from Bev Mundle, and that is regarding, um, how do you ensure no drugs come into the building?
1: Well, I'm getting some big feedback there. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry. That's on my end. The fire trucks are coming by.
1: No worries on <laughs> Elise. Um, Bev, thank you for your question. Uh, we, so because we have 24-7 uh, residential support staff that are there, everybody that comes in uh, is going to see one of those team members and they are gonna have a very, very brief conversation. We're gonna see them. We're gonna make eye contact with them. And so in that scenario, uh, we're gonna be able to to uh, <clears throat> know if people maybe aren't safe to be in the, in the building. But what we would want is for them to be in their unit and is a very, very safe place for for them to be. We don't want them wandering around the community. We want them to be in their home in a very safe environment. And so if there was some type of behavior, whether it be substance related or not, if there was some type of behavior that was affecting other people in the building, our team would have a conversation with the person the next day. And we would sit down with them and see if there's different types of supports that we could give them to deal with whatever those barriers might be. But we would want them to be in their home in a very, in a safe space, not outside walking around the neighborhood or or bothering people in the community. We'd want them to be in a, in a very, very safe space in their own home until the next day when we could have a conversation with them to give them that dignity and respect that many of us have needed in our lives when we faced difficult times. And so that's that's what we would do. We would make sure that we do all we can to make sure that they are a safe person that they're a law-abiding citizen, like any other apartment building in our community, and uh, make sure that they're doing their 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 best to follow the the rules and the guidelines.
0: Okay, one. I know I said two questions. One one quickie, if you, if you're open to it. Um, how much is the rent?
1: The thank you for the question. I don't have the details. However, traditional affordable housing. typically is about 10-ish percent uh, below market value and uh, in this building it could potentially be lower than that for people to just lower the barrier for people looking for affordable housing but it is too early in the process again we haven't received the funding and so those details have not been confirmed at this time again as the details emerge if you go to the c.ca lethbridge as we finalize details, we will put as much of that information up there as possible. Um, but at this time, we're very, very early in the stages. We don't even have the, the proper zoning for this building. We don't have the funds for this building. And so we're in the very early stages of our community engagement plan. So this today is just part of of that. So we just want to thank, uh, thank this the, the group today for this amazing opportunity uh to share with you to talk with some of you to put a one face to the organization so thank you very much
0: yeah thank you Uh, i just want to read out a few thank yous from the queue uh rose thank you mr bradley for the question and the answering opportunity and um i'm just scrolling down here um wanda gibson this has been very informative and i think I think, cleared up many misconceptions. Can you put a link where folks can volunteer to support your future initiative? Um, Linda Stromsmo, thank you, SACPA, for hosting this very informative information session. Thank you, Byron Bradley Mustard Seed for this presentation. Thank you, Byron, from Laurie Schultz for an informative presentation. The list goes on. Mark Godall. many thanks for addressing the many misconceptions that are out there and since, since your proposal has come to light. And there's many, many more thank yous. I'd be here for another hour reading those out. Um, before we end the session, do you have a take-home message for us, please?
1: Thank you, everyone, for your those positive feedback uh, at the end there. I really appreciate that. You can email us at uh, infolethbridge at the cCA if you have any further questions or if you're interested in volunteering, we'll get with you just as quickly as we can. At the mustard seed, we want to provide an opportunity for people to become self-sufficient. We want them to become independent and integrated back into the society, back into the community. We want them to feel like they are a person in the community that are supported cared for just like what the rest of us want we want them to have hope in their lives and we want them to to move forwards and deal with the things that might have them facing poverty or or challenges in their lives whether that's physical or mental health we want to care for them and provide supports for them and give them a home a place that they could go over like our founder pat nixon when he those gentlemen took him into their home where you they can close the door have a breath of fresh air and have the the safety and security that they deserve as a human being. Thank you very much for uh, coming in today and tuning in. And may God bless you and Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you very much. On behalf of SACPA, thank you very much, Byron. And on behalf of SACPA, I want to also wish everybody a very good holiday uh, season. And we look forward to... Uh, returning in January and seeing you back in January and um, be safe, everybody. Take care.